What's up, movie lovers? It's your girl, Rossi, and um, I hope you guys had a lovely weekend. Sorry I missed the show last week, guys. Um, I've come down with a slight cold. I'm feeling better now, and tonight I have a special guest with me. Um, I have Jay Sahali. Jay Salahi. Salahi. I'm sorry, Jay Salahi. It's and okay, uh, he is the director, writer of uh, Northwood Pie. Uh, John and I are going to review that movie for you guys, but this was a 2019 movie, a feature-length film. Um, I think it's comedy, drama, romance, a little bit of everything mixed in between, and we're going to talk with Jay about the film and a little bit about him. So guys, let's get going. <laughs> Do you like my music, Jay? <laughs> I was about to say, I love the intro. I think it's great. Thank you so much. Thanks to One Up Graphics. You guys did a great job. Thank you for the intro and outro. I really appreciate what you guys have done. Jay, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, please. Where you're from, just, you know, the beginning of you. Just, yes. you know. Well, first off, thanks so much for having me on. It's great to be here. A um, little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Jay Salahi. I'm from Irvine, California. And like many of you, I love film and love movies. And I wanted to be a filmmaker since I was a little kid, jumping right into it. Um, I remember, I mean, always watching movies from four, five, six. I had no restrictions. My parents were young and they kind of let me see too much. Maybe <laughs> let the TV be on. So I probably saw things I shouldn't have seen. But when I was eight, I watched the making of Jurassic Park for the first time. And that was the first time I really saw behind the scenes. And then seeing that, I realized at a young age that, you know, Jurassic Park doesn't exist. Indiana Jones <laughs> and those mythology, all that stuff doesn't, it's not real. But the journey that the people go on to make a movie, the experience of that year of the, you know, the turmoil and, and all the stress and all the adventure though and all the fun and like that is experiencing Jurassic Park so I realized the only way to you know visit Jurassic Park is to make Jurassic Park you know the only way to be Indiana Jones is to make Indiana Jones or some people would be to play Indiana Jones why people are actors but uh, I don't want to be an actor so I always felt behind the scenes and I love all the you know all the aspects of pre-production and post-production and seeing all the making of so as a kid all I did was watch making ups I wouldn't buy a DVD unless it had <laughs> special edition with the extra and I would watch the making of as much as the films um, but then a little bit more about me, I guess. I grew up in Irvine, went to Northwood High School. I went to film classes and at high school and just basic stuff. You know, we had a little uh, television thing we did every week. I was a sports anchor, which was nice. Um, and then I did not go to a major film school. I was going to junior college in Irvine, which is based off of more or less is half of my life and half of the, the other writer and main actor's life, Todd, um, kind of mixed together. He worked at Northwood Pizza. Um, I worked at a place called Juice It Up, which is a smoothie place like Jamba Juice, but we had okay. similar experiences. And I was going to junior I was going to junior college working at this uh, smoothie shop and I really liked this girl and I got rejected and then all of a sudden <laughs> out of living with my mom and my sister and out of nowhere my friends were moving to LA who were like three four years older than me I was actually my friend's brother um, and they just had an extra seat and I said okay let's do it so I quit my job dropped out of school moved to LA the next week and was just got an internship at a commercial uh, production company wow. tried paying on stuff and then I convinced it was actually kind of similar <laughs> timing I was kind of telling everybody that whole month you got to move you got to move too and then like a month or so later they were already I guess talking on maybe moving but once I decided to move two other friends were like okay we're gonna move too and one of those uh friends was Todd who I ended up writing the movie with and uh producing the movie with and you know making the movie win with right. and we just started writing it pretty much right away when we moved to LA and then we just kind of made it happen you know I think something like this will get into you just kind of have to wish it into existence yeah. you just kind of right. have to take it one step at a time right um and I'll just say the last thing the biggest advice you know that I that I 
heard that made me go out and make it was I went to another screening of my other friend's uh, indie film, but it was my friend's friend's indie film. And he was like a working actor. He was 40, had a couple kids. And I was like, and but he never got to direct anything. So he just went out and made his own movie. And he said the way it happened was he just set a date. He said, I'm shooting September 17th, no matter what. And you just let everything fall into place. And then you shoot September 17th. And if you do bad, you, you know what you did wrong. Right, so right. I took that to heart too, because I can procrastinate my mind. I have no problem pushing dates back or pushing things back because <laughs> I'm like trying to perfect things. I want everything right. to be perfect. Right. But sometimes you just have to set yourself, you know, a release date, if you will, or a start date right. to force yourself to do it. I mean, there's a reason that studios do it too, because, you know, they always say a movie's not done. You got to take it out of someone's hand. And I, and I think that's true. And you almost, as an indie filmmaker or artist of any kind, you kind of need to learn when to let go and know when to right. go forward. So, right. Yeah. So, so guys, so um, the film Northwood Pie, you guys can watch that. Um, I watched it on uh, YouTube. You can watch it on Amazon Prime, Tubi. It's out there. You guys can watch it. It's streaming. And I just want to mention a little bit. So um, one of the writers that actually was in a film, Todd Knack, um, he played Crispin. And uh, that's who Jay um, was his co-writer. And also, wasn't he like an assistant director on the on the set as well? Did he help with directing a little bit? Or was it just the writing? He was. He just wrote it and produced and was acting. I mean, he didn't really. Okay. He was, so he's not he an actor. And I made him act in it. So he was focused wow. on that project. Yeah. I really like this cast. And I love cast that you, you're not familiar with them. You know, at least I wasn't. So everyone was new to me. And they did just a really good job. So, of course, Hot Knack. He played Crispin. Annika Foster Sierra. That says love interest. And she's awesome in this film. Paul Leshoffs uh, played Loyal. Lloyd. Uh, Kristen Cohen played Rachel. Uh, Mendel Fogelman played Raheem. Sean Lamping played Anthony. Uh, Trevor Larson played uh, Jason. He's our cutie pie. And that's one thing I want to mention. Um, watching a film. And I'll just jump around. So basically this film, I'm going to give them a little bit of a synopsis. Read about it. Oh, so, so guys, this is a, a community college burnout in the making. Crispin spends the majority of his time stuck on repeat with a longtime group of childhood friends. But his new, but his newfound desire uh, to move out of his suburban hometown prompts him to plan a job at the local rundown Northwood Pizza, which um, come to find out is actually it's a real pizza place in Irvine, California, right? Okay. Yes. Um. So those pizzas are not. Yeah. The, the pizzas. I think my it's my favorite pizza. pizza. Like without a lie, it's my favorite pizza. My favorite pizza growing up. Still my favorite pizza. It's delicious. If anyone's looks, in Irvine or Orange County, go there. It, it looks absolutely delicious. I know <laughs> that. Um. The next day we went out and had pizza, and the closest thing that I can find to that was Mountain Mike here in Sacramento. That pizza looks exactly like her pizza, a uh, Northwood Pie. But he meets a group of employees um, as attached to their job as Christmas friends are to their city, including Sierra, a girl who um, musings like uh, lie deeper than most. So um, that's just a little bit about the film, guys. And I love Crispin as Todd Nag. I thought he was a pro. Like I, when I found out that he was actually a writer, couldn't believe it because I'm like, why haven't I seen him in another film? The film to me was so normal. Like you can relate to these characters. I was telling Jay that I myself, my first job when I was thinking was at a pizza place. And um, I actually met my future husband there. So we made this, I ran the register and a lot of the people that are in this film reminded me of the people that I work with because you meet the most interesting people at a pizza place. I mean, I literally stayed there for four years. I started there as like just a regular pizza maker, end up being a manager. Speaking of manager, love Lloyd, love who played the manager. It was AJ Hamilton. AJ Hamilton, yes. Yes, and that's exactly how they act. It's exactly like that. The craziest things that go on, the conversation. You got it down so good. What made you come up with this? What Northwood Pie? The ideal come from? So me and Todd, as I was saying earlier, we both kind of moved up here around the same time and we both had the idea of wanting to make something. It started from the idea of wanting to skip ahead, if you will. That's what I called it because okay. everyone around us went to a four-year school, went to a film school and, you know, they're, they're, everyone is posting on Instagram, you know, music videos <laughs> and all this stuff they're shooting and all this content they're making and I was kind of, you know, everyone's weight for 
your permission to say like, hey, you've made a good music video. You've done a good this. Now you can go make a movie. And people don't really feel the confidence in it. And I'm more confident in making a movie, I felt like, than anything else. And I thought, why wait for someone to let us make a movie in 10 years after we do all these steps? Let's just go make a movie, you know, raise money for it, make it. You know, we've been here for a while. We have we each have, you know, jobs in the industry, assistance and stuff. So we just wrote a film, you know, and went about it that way. And Todd worked at the pizza place, actually, the actual pizza place. Oh, North wow. of pizza. And what's funny, actually, skipping ahead is after we finished the movie, right when it came out, my little sister, who's in the film now, she's the little sister in the movie, Todd's okay. little sister in the movie. Okay. She actually got a job there and had the same role that Annika <laughs> Scar- yeah, uh, has in the movie. So it was Sierra has. So it's pretty, pretty funny how it's tied in together. And I grew up across the street from this pizza place and I went all the mm-hmm. time. So it kind of rumbled as I wanted to make a coming of age movie that was kind of in the vein of like a clerks or a swingers or a goodwill yes. hunting based off our life in our hometown. Um, and I was thinking about Irvine, all these other things. And then Todd happened to be at my house one day and he actually had a book that he just had all these notes of different stories and different characters and different things of people who came to the pizza place. Um, so we kind of combined it, the two things right there. I was like, okay, well, that's the movie. It's the same movie. And we combined it and we just sat down one day, wrote down the basic structure. And, you know, we just met up once a week and said, we're going to write five pages a week and then we're just going to go over it. And, you know, one day we'll, then once the script is done, we'll we'll start casting it. You know, you just took it one step at a time. Right. right. Um, so, I mean, we also did have to have a Kickstarter. That's the main way, way we okay. got money for this project was um, through Kickstarter, which, I, you know, surprise worked out um, pretty well. I'm very happy to everyone on Kickstarter who donated. Um, but um, yeah, I could so, go on forever. So I'll let you ask more intense questions. No, I, could, that, that, I feel like I went on too long in the intro already. No, you're, you're doing great. You're doing great. I love hearing about it because, I mean, I think a lot of artists and, you know, whether you want to be a writer, a singer, whatever, actor, a lot of us think that there's those perfect steps that you take. You go to the college, you do this and do that. And sometimes, you know, when you think outside the box, you know, you can work around that. I mean, I know actors that are acting and here in Sacramento making their own films, doing their own thing. Not everyone has an agent all the time, you know, so mm-hmm. um, social media, if you're really clever about it, you literally can do this by yourself. You really can. I mean, I think I, I met a friend that shot a whole movie on their iPhone. So there's ways around yeah. it. Like you, you can take steps to fast forward your career. And you guys did just a really great job. I just want to tell them. So you guys won the Pasadena International Film Fest for Best Film Award 2019. Also the Miami Independent Film Festival Award 2019. Didn't you also read a uh, win like an was there an Irvine Film Festival that you? Um, there was a bunch of Irvine Film Festivals for other short film. Okay. And okay. Um, I forget what there was a what's the other name of the film festival we played. I forgot. But okay. um, we, we're going to play it more. Usually for the shorts and other stuff I've made, we've played it more film festivals submitted. And this, you know, was funny. It, it was one of those things where it played at a few and mm-hmm. I was going to, it was going to play at a few more, but it was going to, sorry for getting stumbled up. It was gonna, the film was already delayed so long because of like other aspects. Right, and right. That I, once it started getting in festivals, I just tried to get it a distribution as fast as possible. Right. Because I realized that it was just going to, no matter what, how many festivals it played at, whether it be six months or a year, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to end up at the same the same streaming sites and stuff. In hindsight, maybe I would have paid at a few more festivals, but I had, I had <laughs> run out of money, to be honest. I, I kind of I kind of ran out of money with the festivals and stuff. Right. Um, but no, but thankfully, the Pasadena Film Festival, that was big for us. I mean, okay. and it's it's a bigger festival than people think. You know, it's it's not obviously like a, a slam dance or a Sundance or something like that. Right. But Still. obvious, but but I was surprised we went there. We were, there we were the other films playing there were Emmy Award winning directors. Wow. People, there was people who had, you know, million dollar movies there and wow. stuff. So it was pretty great. And 
because of that, we actually had distributors and sales agents okay. stuff reach out to us. I was really surprised by that. I didn't expect that to just that's like, awesome. you know, get hit up on email and on Facebook and stuff by right. companies and stuff. Um, but, you know, that's kind of how it happened. And then I followed that path through those okay. people who reached out to me. And eventually through a lot of steps, you know, the film got distribution. Right. So, you know, guys, um, Jay makes an appearance in the film. Um, he plays Hayden. He's a customer that comes in. And I love the exchange about, I, uh, I think it was Star Wars or you guys were talking about something like that. Honestly, when I was looking at the cast and, and watching a film, I'm like, okay, because I'm trying to find you. I'm trying to find <laughs> you in the film. And I'm like, okay, so where's he at? He plays Hayden. So I go back through and I'm looking. I'm like, okay, Hayden wasn't one of the main film uh, friends. How did I miss Hayden? So I rewatch it and, and go <laughs> in the beginning. And what do you know? That's you the whole time. I'm like, I found him. I found him. He's one of the customers, guys, in the beginning of the film. So he's Hayden. That's that's Jay, who I'm talking to. Okay, so you guys can see him in the film. Um, Also, how did you, other than um Todd, the rest of the cast, how did you come about finding them? Yeah, so honestly, it was just one of those open calls. You know, we just kind okay. of went out there, had random people show up, and I feel like we got lucky. Um, I feel like Annika did an amazing job. Yes. Um, I feel like Paul did an amazing job. I was really happy. And then, to be honest, a lot of the roles, half the roles are just friends. You know, Todd okay. was the lead actor because there was a, a rhythm and a sense of the dialogue and the fact that he kind of lived that life. And I was confident in him doing it and not trying to steal the movie. One of my own flaws, if I had to say my own flaw about the movie, probably <laughs> to say is like, you know, Todd's character, I, I would, is maybe not, I, I, and this is purposely like, I don't, when we were in the movie, I didn't tell him to like steal any scenes. You know, every okay. scene we were in, I was like, let the other person shine kind of. Right, right. You know, and he has a, he has a couple of moments where he shines, but but I think that lets him feel more realistic, more realistic, because the goal Absolutely. of the movie was a naturalistic approach, and I kind of wanted it to feel casual, but also have a sense of pace and rhythm. Because I think a lot right. of movies, it, it, it's like kind of a movie about nothing, but also there's a good sense of propulsion through it. I think that's yes. probably one of the best things about the movie is that it has a sense of thrust through it. Um, but yeah, finding the people is just lucky. I mean, luckily, like Annika, for example, um, and just goes to show things change. And the role was written for a completely different type of okay. of, of woman. It was just based off of the girl I like okay. um, but sometimes you know especially when you're making a movie small the person who's best for the job is best for the job she right. came in on, on, on a, this is a small movie you know and she came right. into the audition and what I had seen if you guys had seen the movie or not seen the movie there's like a six page it was in the six minute but it was like a nine page part of the movie where they're walking in a park and it's a walk yeah. and talk um, like a kind of inspired by like a before midnight Richard Linkletter type okay. of scene okay. and and she came in with that memorized and I just sent that to people to understand the background and I gave them a two page scene just to to, to know by heart but she came in there killed the first scene so I was like read along the second scene with me <laughs> and she knew it by heart nine pages like by heart right. she pulled out a little joint for like a prop she got right. really into oh, it wow. and you know not that that just because you do the extra effort means you're the best but she was the person that came in there and did the most effort and she was the best and I really think she was the best part of the movie and I think she made everyone step up their game a little bit and, and she's been doing great she's been in like six seven movies since I mean they're all okay. smaller like TV movies and stuff but right. I, you know she's I think she's still one film away from from breaking out so. she's she's really good in the scene that jay's talking about that walking scene right i told jay it's normal it's you met these people you have friends like this it wasn't the pace of the film the the part where they are walking and talking and you saying that she actually just pulled that out just because that wasn't scripted that's what was so normal about it because that happens there the conversation just a nonchalant just it was like you weren't even filming it was just so realistic and i and i love that about the film and, and there were parts in the film guys 
where we learn a little bit about, I think it was a Lloyd, the pinball, the the friend, the cap that he wears. Yes. So there are parts in the films where it's really deep and you get to know the character a little bit more. And that character, it was a Lloyd, right? And, yeah. Uh, okay, Lloyd's a really funny character. You guys, you will meet him in the beginning of the film. All I have to say is forks and beard, okay? <laughs> and so he was just great. But you find out a little bit more about him in a film, all the laughing and joking that he does. He has a friend that ended up dying. I think they were going to go to college together. They worked at the pizza place together. And that was his friend's cap. And so that he wore throughout the whole film in, in remembrance of his friend. Mm -hmm. So when you go there, it's kind of like you weren't expecting it to go there. But working with people like that, everyone has a backstory. And someone like him to find that out, it was like, okay, that makes sense. But he's absolutely for funny. I think when you first meet Sierra, who um, is uh, Crispin's love entrance, I love when uh, he's working at the counter and yeah. uh, she comes in and she plays it off really well. You think as a customer that's uh, really upset, come to find out that's his co-worker and that's how they meet guys. And they have this um, this relationship in a film where they're really feeling each other, but Crispin kind of wants to take it slow. There's opportunities that I saw where you know he'd want to hook up with Sierra, but he doesn't and she definitely wants it. So you get to see their relationship throughout the film and I won't give the ending up, but to, to find out what happened with her at the party, man, I was rushed for him. Absolutely <laughs> crushed for him. And also guys, Crispin, he's trying to figure out his life, what he wants to do and everyone around him, his friends, they kind of like where they're at in Irvine. They want to stay in Irvine Um, and he wants them to move, like go. It's like like Jay was saying, you know, let's just go. Let's, let's uh, leave our, our comfortable lives here in Irvine and go out there and, and, and get what it is that we want to get. And so you get to feel the camaraderie between his friends and him and them wanting him. They know that he's kind of different than them and they want him to go out there and kind of you go out there and do it like you're mm. kind of better than us. We're going to be here. That's what I got from that. When you create as far as all well, this, let me ask you this, as far as who inspired you as a director besides like when you saw Jurassic Park, but as a director. Uh-huh. So, so I can go on for directing for so long. I'm going to get back to that. I just wanted to point <laughs> out, sorry, you reminded me of something when you were talking about the, the casting and stuff and them feeling natural. That was because of two things, like I said, we talked about already, you know, they're partially friends of right. us already. Right. So there's that connection. Right. Um, so I think that really went a long way into us being natural because it was kind of how we talk. And a lot of the lines are just things we stole in okay. situations we stole from our lives and things that actually happen like awesome. by verbatim. And even uh, Trevor, I just want to mention, like, we haven't mentioned him in the movie. So uh, Trevor Larson, yet. who plays, uh, um, uh, who, <laughs> now I'm blanking Trevor on my plays, own. Um, he plays Jason. Yes, on Jason. See, my own movie. I'm just getting stumbled <laughs> up here. I get the bright lights on me. Um, no, he plays Jason. Um, for his casting, you know, I actually didn't give anyone scenes. I gave them background. I have them come in and I said, just tell me a story. Like you're this character. I said, gave him scenes to read. And then I said, I'm going to interrupt your story. I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to go on side tangents. Like we're hanging out at park. Right, right. And maybe it wasn't the wrong audition to do for random people, but not a lot of people got the assignment. You know, a lot of people didn't come in and kind of get it. He came in and fully got it. And wow. you could tell he got it because we ended up hitting it off and becoming really good friends. Okay. And even before we shot the movie, he ended up coming to my house like five, six times watching oh, movies. Awesome. He came over, we watched <laughs> The Mummy together. We played ping pong. <laughs> Um, we watched, uh, what else we watched? I don't know. We watched a ton of movies together, but we became really good friends. So we really felt in there. Um, but then filmmakers going back to, um, I like, I guess films on the opposite end of the spectrum. I love mid budget movies off, but I mean, I love super cinematic films like the, like we're talking about Jurassic Park, but also stuff, you know, like Titanic and, right. you know, Goodwill Hunting. I love movies that are not afraid to be movies because only right. in a movie you can say the perfect line at the perfect time or show the perfect thing. Because in a movie, in real life, you just say what you feel. And so many times right. in movies, 
movies, you know, people just, you can't say it because if you say it, there's no drama for an hour. But that's why we love movies. Um, so I'm really into the big cinematic films, of course, from like Steven Spielberg, James Cameron, but of course, like even Martin Scorsese and people like that. But then also the opposite. And that's what North of Prize is more inspired by too, is I love movies stripped down. There's something equally cinematic about something stripped down to its core. And just really just focusing on the story, right. on the on the page, and still this on the framing, on the shot, I mean everything. But there's something that's that's nice about a movie like a Richard Linklater film or a Mike right. Lee film that is kind of lets the characters do the talking. And you also you pick your moments to direct. You know, I really was key on like you still have that cinematic sprinkle. I try to add at the end of scenes or stuff like that. Walk scene, they're walking the whole time. Yeah, and I don't want you to feel the camera. You're just walking with them. It's supposed to feel like a, a Richard Linklater film. But right. then at the very end, you know it is like and they walk away from the camera and it kind of right. has this little cinematic moment where it's 30 seconds of them kind of going off into the distance and it's just little moments like that you pick and choose um but the one thing i'll say as a filmmaker i'm always just you know inspired by problem solvers um so you know on this movie of course everything's a problem sol solving <laughs> there was raining one day and everyone's coming down to go shoot and we have to shoot inside and that's why there's that scene where crispin's working and has to go see everybody at the pizza okay. place and says he okay. has five minutes they were supposed to be at school it was supposed to be this bigger scene where they're outside okay. and there was extras and they were going to be you know eating at the in the middle of the kind of the courtyard of the school and people were right. interacting with them but on the fly you just have to change and do stuff like that right. and then the same thing the reason i mentioned mike lee and richard linkletter so much is because both their films have such a naturalistic approach at times yeah. and in the car scene for example there's a scene for people i've seen it too that's a it's essentially a three and a half minute take of it's one shot in a car behind two okay. people okay. um but the idea was that it actually starts out you get a little pan into it but um, they're they're lit by the gas station. So you see the parameters, you see where they are, you see the shoulders, you understand their positioning. So that way when they go on the drive and they go into darkness and go around corners mm -hmm. and stuff, you already know the geography of it. So you don't feel like alienated by that. Right. But it also allowed, you know, as a director, knowing that one of the actors, Sean actually, who plays Anthony, the best friend, mm -hmm. Todd's best friend in real life. And oh. he's not an actor at all. And he was very nervous about it. And also you have Todd there who didn't want to be in the movie, isn't an actor either, who's a right. great actor. Thing. Todd's a great actor and he, he's always acted and stuff, but he yeah. says he doesn't want to be an actor, but everyone puts him in stuff because he's great. So we all yeah. think he's he's half lying, and that's just what he says to make it to make himself <laughs> feel humble. But um, but it get, put pressure off them because because you're not seeing their face and stuff, but it actually is more cinematic. But it's understanding the tone of the movie because I really think if if I turned around and I'd gotten a tight close-up, it would feel hollow. It would all of a sudden yeah. feel like a movie. And then you would notice, even though they do a great job and do a great performance, right. all of a sudden when you get that close-up, you'd be like, Oh, well, maybe is that is that not real? Is that cheesy? oh is the camera this and that but by putting it in the back and just picking a nice frame and letting them drive around and it, it creates a naturalism and a comfortableness that I think actually makes the movie not only more engaging but I actually feel more professional than if I actually maybe got some more you know classic Hollywood right, shots. Right I get that absolutely and that's and I think that's what I'm trying to say what I, I enjoyed about the movie was it, it wasn't Hollywood you know it wasn't that and so it just wasn't what you get right now or, or what you're used to getting Um, like it would be like a cult classic kind of like you know um, like Hopefully in like five or six years, maybe. <laughs> oh, I definitely can see it there. Absolutely. Um, because it has that feel. I also thought about waiting when I was watching it, you know. Yes, a lot um, of people mentioned that. Yeah, that's exactly what I got was waiting. <laughs> the, the the characters were similar and just that feel of you've met these characters in real life. Like there are people like that. And as far as us talking about Anthony, uh, who was Crispin's best friend, that is so cool because they're so natural together. He's he did a great job playing Anthony, and I love the 
the the stoner, you know, the stoner guy, but still in college and just the jokes about him and his wanting Kristen also to just, just, you know, what's your, you know, obsession with moving, you know, like, you know, he's really good. So that I'm just surprised by that as well, that he's not an actor um, because he and, 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 uh, and Crispin, Todd Nath did such mm-hmm. a good job and Todd needs to just, Todd, you're an actor. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Just please stop it. You're an actor. I, I want to see you in more films. You were absolutely great in this film. You're so natural. You're so good. Like you are an actor. Jason, who's played by, let's see, Trevor Larson. So guys, Jason is our, he, he's our cutie pie. Um, And what I loved about uh what Jason was, he talked so much about Rachel. I couldn't wait to meet Rachel. I mean, I think everyone can't wait, wait to meet Rachel because it's always Rachel and I are on. Rachel, he and Rachel have this relationship where they're on and off. And, you know, girls, of course, hear the fact that he's not dating Rachel and, and all the girls want Jason and Jason's not into them because he's into Rachel. So I couldn't wait. And when I finally met Rachel, it was kind of like this excitement, like I can't wait to see who she is, who is this girl, Rachel. And then you meet Rachel, who I do want to mention that is played by Christina Cohen. Beautiful girl. I get it. We all get it. But I was so proud of Jason at that point when he just was like, I I, I, I told Rachel, I, I don't want to have anything to do with her. You guys will understand this when you guys watch the film. And again, guys, I'm talking to Jay. Say it again, Jay. I'm sorry. I'm really bad. Jay Salahi. Salahi. I'm so sorry. Um, Jay know, Salahi. Okay. Um, he's the director and writer. Um, one of the writers of uh, Northwood Pie. You guys can see that on uh, YouTube, Tubi, Amazon Prime. You can stream it, guys. Put it in your search bar. It's going to come right up. It's a 2019 film. Um, it won a couple of awards, a lot of awards, actually. And um, you guys will really, really, really like this film. When's the best time for you to create? Like, do, are you one of those where, um, w- would you say that you're more of a writer or director is a little bit of both? Um, I'm definitely, first off, sorry, it doesn't matter. But the movie, it's funny how the IMDb always does this. You know, the movie played at festivals in 2019, of course. So okay. it was done then, but it okay. played, a, it didn't come out until 2020 for people okay. to watch um, there. Still all, almost three years already. Not that it makes that much of a difference, but um, um, what would you ask? Sorry, see, no, I'm terrible. No, no. Like when are you, would you, can? are you both oh, a writer, writer or director? Yes, yes. Like- um, I'm definitely much more of a director. Okay. Um, and I'm, I mean, writer wise, Northwood Pie, I was 50 50 with Todd because it was my life and I wrote stuff. And there's still stuff I write, I still write a lot, but I'm more of the outline structure person. I write, okay. I, I kind of write everything but the dialogue. I'm okay. terrible at dialogue. So I like writing everything out but the dialogue. I have nice okay. big outlines and the structure okay. and everything that happens. And then I usually now, what me and Todd do for writing all of our projects, uh, we haven't made another feature film yet. We've okay. done another two short films, one short film's out, another one's about to come out. And then we're getting ready to shoot the second feature. But we've written a couple, a few other scripts and stuff to try to, you know, get stuff out there. But um, we always kind of then give it to him and Todd figures out the details. What end up you think is not, but ends up being the whole movie. He deserves all the credit for writing. Because sometimes, you know, I'm one of those people, if we're writing, if you're writing an adventure movie, for example, sometimes I'm the worst, you know, you get stuck in a thing and I'll just write a whole outline that's 20 pages with the object, right? <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, Todd, we need an object. It can be, it's gotta be this, it's gotta be that. I don't know, but I need to right. do this at this point, this at this point. And he's like, boom. And then he writes these depth, wow. these characters and he writes wow. this object and he writes this thing that I'm like, wow, wow, I didn't even think about that. So he really is kind of genius in that way. And then the way we write in general that works really well is Todd is a great writer. He's the best writer I know. And I'm kind of a good, um, like I'm a director, I'm a watcher and I like redirecting things. So we try to just pump it out as fast as possible because okay. we're both pro- like we can both lag. So I thought let's just finish everything, even if it's really bad. And then we'll just <laughs> read it or watch it in our heads and we'll fix everything. And we'll just okay. keep going and keep adding stuff to it. Because I think a, a problem a lot of people have is they start writing right. and they're trying to make it perfect. And it's hard yeah. because you write five pages and you're like, oh, I can do this. 
this is better. And you get to 15 and then you want to switch the scenes around. And then you think maybe I shouldn't have this character. And sometimes even when you know there's mistakes or you know you're going to change something, I think you just need to drive forward and go through it. So that's that's kind of our our tug and pull with each other is, you know, he he's the writer and I'm trying to I'm trying to help him craft it. I feel like I'm just directing the writer okay. in a way, you know. I feel like that's your job as a director is to take it, your job you're a little bit of everything, you know, cuz okay. technically on a movie everyone has their job, everyone has right. their position. Right. And the only thing you technically have to do is say stand there <laughs> and and say action and cut. I mean, you're not required to do anything right. else. You'd be like right. a terrible director, but <laughs> it's it's about trying to keep all these different creative people on the same train or same line. I feel like, you know, everyone's being super creative but they're 10%. You got to hold them in cuz you you're the only one who knows what everybody else is doing. Right. So I almost feel like I'm an assistant everything. I should be an assistant editor, I'm an assistant yeah. producer, I'm an okay. assistant writer. So even if I'm not writing the project, I feel like I'm still involved. I'm still basically right. writing. I mean, as someone directing it, you have to like, I mean, you think of every shot, every line, you have to approve right. of it and know of it. So, but at the same time, I think it's writers don't get enough credit. And I want to make that very clear because I think even yourself, you can get stuck up like, oh, it's, this is how simple a movie is just that. But no, it's so many intricate details. And the moment Absolutely. you change one small detail, it, it, it's a domino effect over everything. Right. And it's, and it, the most man hours are there staring at the page. It's wow. very easy to, to say what to do. It's different to sit down and do it. So, right. um, yeah, I give Todd all the credit. So what's your um, what's your dream project? Well, my dream project, I guess, um, not going too much, but my dream project is a uh, classic, more adventure movie. I'm okay. more into like I want to make a more of a period adventure film, okay. more like an Indiana Jones, Pirates okay. of the Caribbean, Zorro-y type of film. Yes. Um, I just think there's something about that time period that you can make anything possible. You know, people believe what the time period believes. You know, that's why mm-hmm. those films work. If you move a film like you know Pirates of the Caribbean can't take place today because then you'd have to. Right. I, mean, I love the mag we had to be like the mag oh there was a trench that opened up and that's why the kraken's here and that's why this is here and why can this happen but it takes place in 1780 and in 1780 people <laughs> believed right so the audience <laughs> believes you know right, right. that's why king kong works in 1933 right. and that's why the new right. one they were so smart they said it this is the very last island that's never been photographed because the moment it's something becomes photographed and something is conceived on google map right. you take away the mystery of it and there was mystery in the world in the past that i don't think there necessarily is today um and i don't think you, i don't think you would also make those films going on in the future without doing you're not beholden to like the rules of the time in terms okay. of things you know i think you can you can but i don't think everything has to be realistic and fun i don't think you have to make something science fiction to make right. it fit your own world i think you can put whatever spin you right. want on any time period um so yeah right. that's kind of that's kind of my dream in a way i mean i also want to make everything else in dramas right. and horror movies and other stuff but but the, yeah. that's why as a little kid that's what i you know that's really what sparked um i know i was um i had a reviewed a film called uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf and it was a, a time period film but it was one of those it was made in 2001 and um, you know it was one of those films where even though it was a time period piece uh, the fighting they had some kind they had ninja fighting in it they mm-hmm. had um, you know weapons that probably weren't at that time but the film is so good that it didn't really matter it was just yeah. a little bit of everything and that's what made the film so good and so enjoyable I, I've watched it like twice already uh, Zoe thank you so much for turning me on to Brotherhood of the Wolf and allowing me to come on Back Look Cinema Podcast to review that with you um jay uh let us know what you have coming up please uh project please um so coming up i have a short film i'm just finishing up now i don't know if I'm, it's going to be quite released yet it's one of those things of course where you know film festivals and stuff don't like it so i don't think i'll put it. it's a horror short film 
Awesome. That's kind of a, a practice and a tease and kind of based off of the, the, the next feature film I'm doing, which is a horror feature. Awesome. Um, so that will probably come out to the public in the fall. But the feature, I'm hoping to shoot in the fall more realistically, January, February, March next year, we'll be shooting um, the next feature. But w one thing I'll say about that without saying too much about it <laughs> is that um, the goal behind it is, you know, now that you've seen North of Pi, is I wanted to take that sense of that mumblecore sense of naturalistic character and apply it to a horror film so i don't even actually think of it as a horror film i say it as a horror movie but i feel like when you watch all the horror films and i love them and you love the conjuring yeah. i love the you know the james wan films and the black right. house movies and stuff but there is a sense that they're rushing to get to every scare and anytime a character sits down on the bed and has to say <laughs> you know oh my dad was throwing in here and then this happened it it feels it doesn't feel fully real you know right, I, right. I don't there's a, there's something about it that just feels mechanical no matter how good the acting is or how good light and it always has horror lighting everywhere and the <laughs> idea for this was just like northwood pie i wanted to just be a naturalistic movie um that's just kind of more or less has horror set pieces in place of big dramatic scenes to kind of move the story kind of forward and give it more progression. Um, definitely a horror movie, definitely very scary, but definitely I think there's gonna be times where, you know, I want you to forget it's a horror movie. That's the whole goal without getting too much into it. When it's out, right. we'll talk all the details, right, but I want absolutely. people to be watching it scary. And then I want someone to just get enwrapped in the conversation on this character's date or this character's whatever's happening to it. And they're, they think they're watching something else. They think they're watching this, this, you know, family coming of age movie and, you know, Know, for 20 minutes there hasn't been any horror but hints and then when it hits Right, you know, right. hopefully it's big and impactful. So that's the goal. I'm. It's tough. You know, you never know when you're pitching things. I'm sending stuff out to students, stuff, same <laughs> titles and stuff. So I don't want to say anything too much. But um, in the process of trying to finish raising the money, we've raised about two thirds of what we could make it awesome. for. But there's also wow. a more expensive version if we can get a you know higher actress or Absolutely. someone or you know actor in it who maybe has more fame. Right. Well, but, I'm um, looking forward to that. I'm. I. Everyone knows me. I love horror films. That sounds really good. And it's going to be naturalistic, like Northwood Pie. I'm in. Um. Again guys this is jay salahi and Perfect. he is the director partial writer of northwood pie um todd knack who plays crispin also wrote the film as well um he's also in the film you guys again can watch this on anywhere you stream right now guys i watched it on youtube bought it on youtube but you can get it on tubi amazon prime it's out there northwood pie I really appreciate you coming and sitting with me. I thank you so much for um, your time that you've given us. We really appreciate it. Um, Jay, again, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining Rossi Talk. And um, I look forward to you coming back. Hopefully you will come back when you're done with that film and any of the projects that you'd like to talk about. You're welcome back here. So um, I appreciate it. Again, have a great week and we are out.